This is the Out of Character Podcast. Introducing your host, Brian Colbert. Welcome, world, welcome to episode 14 of the Out of Character Podcast. I am your host, your humble host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC too if you're listening. And if you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. We appreciate you for supporting. As always, man, this has been so much fun. 14 episodes in, people, and we are going to keep going. We got a great show for y'all. We got a great show for y'all, so let's get right into it. Now, last time we left you guys, we were talking about Texas. We talked about how Texas got hit with a crazy winter storm, and that winter storm came in and shut off all the power in Texas. It killed the power grid in Texas, right? Because like we told y'all last episode, Texas has its own power grid. And what happens is the whole thing had to shut down because of these cold and freezing temperatures. People were dying. People were losing food. People were freezing. People were sleeping in their cars with their kids just to keep them warm. It was crazy. And it was just something that we didn't think we'd see in America. And it's crazy because there are so many things that has just happened in this year alone that I don't think any of us ever thought we would see we have lived through a pandemic because it sounds like it's coming to an end and of course the first people to really go out there and be the pioneers of you know what what is going to open things back up what is going to try our luck of course the pioneers are our great brothers and sisters over in texas the governor of texas greg abbott my guy gets on tv and says you know what people y'all have been through enough Y'all have been hungry, y'all have been cold, y'all have been without power. We are not going to add any more insult to injury. We are going to allow Texas to open up. He said March 10th, every single business is allowed to be open 100%, 100%. Not only that, the mask mandate will no longer be intact. There will be no more mask mandate. And for those of y'all who don't know what a mask mandate is, it's when the state decides that if you are caught out without wearing a mask, that you are breaking a law, that you are going to get in trouble, that somebody right away will correct you and force you to put on a mask. You have no choice but to wear a mask if you want to walk around outside in a state that has a mask mandate. Governor Abbott said, you know what, guys? That's so wrong. We have seen the numbers drop slightly there is a vaccine out now you know what why not let our citizens go out and be free and that's what governor abbott wants to do so check this out i'm not just gonna tell it right because like i said we all about the facts out of character i'm gonna let you guys listen to a press conference from governor abbott i'm gonna let him tell it for y'all and then we're gonna talk about it hospitalizations are the lowest that they have been in four months The number of active COVID cases is the lowest since November and is less than half of what it was just a month ago. That means that far more Texans are recovering from COVID than contracting it. Also, today is the lowest positivity rate we've had in four months. We have been under 10% positivity rate for days now. Today, we're now under 9% positivity rate in the state of Texas. But make no... But make no mistake, and to be clear, COVID has not, like, suddenly disappeared. COVID still exists in Texas, in the United States, and across the globe. Somebody's coughing in the background. You hear that? It is clear from the recoveries. 
from the vaccinations, from the reduced hospitalizations, and from the safe practices that Texans are using, that state mandates are no longer needed. They cheering like we just freed the slaves. But I guarantee you in Texas, they weren't cheering so today, when the slaves got free. I'm issuing a new executive order that rescinds most of the earlier executive orders. Effective next Wednesday, all businesses of any type are allowed to open 100%. That includes any type of entity in Texas. Also, I am ending the statewide mask mandate. Now, despite these changes, remember this. Removing state mandates does not end personal responsibility or the importance of caring for your family members and caring for your friends and caring for others in your community. Personal vigilance to follow the safe standards is still needed to contain COVID. It's just that now state mandates are no longer needed. So, so listen, guys, COVID's not gone or anything. You know, we still have to be safe, and it's on you guys to be safe, okay? It's on you to protect you and your families, but we just not going to be involved anymore. We are taking our foots off y'all next, and we just going to let y'all do y'all thing. Have at it. Do what you feel is best is what Governor Abbott said to the people. Yes, he allowed Texas to be open. As you heard, people were happy. People were overjoyed. And let me say this first before I get into it, right? I understand how many people lost their businesses how many people lost money how many people weren't able to put food on the table because of this pandemic and because of covid i understand that i understand how that was the biggest blessing in the world to some families in texas because they were able to open their business at full capacity and try to regain some of this money they've lost from this past year trust me i get it we all lost money this year i lost it too we all did man this pandemic hit us hard man and we weren't expecting it and a lot of people's wallets got hurt very very bad but in that same breath in that same breath i also witnessed people dying people very very sick people scared for their lives people scared for their families' lives because of this virus and that's what this is about people a lot of times life social media tv Everything from the minute we're born tells us how important money is to survival, right? And that's what we do as humans. We are here to survive. We are survivors. We will do whatever we can to protect our families and survive. That's human nature, right? So we are told from a very young age how imperative it is to have money and to be able to protect yourself and to provide for yourself. Because if you do not have money, you are not able to be safe or even healthy in this country that's what we are taught to believe so immediately we think oh businesses are opening back up oh my gosh it's gonna do so many great things for the economy in texas right instead of thinking life life itself too many times in life do we put money do we put business do we put us just being comfortable in front of life and humanity itself there are people all around the world that have been affected by this virus. They have lost 
loved ones people have died people have lost jobs people have lost homes everything that they've ever loved people have lost because of this virus and you are telling me a couple months after a vaccine comes out that we are ready to get back to normal that we are ready to stop wearing masks that this virus is just going to go away you said it yourself bruh this virus isn't going anywhere when you tell businesses they can open back up when you tell your state that we are lifting a mask mandate you are telling them to disregard everybody just in texas alone that lost their lives that lost a loved one that lost things due to this virus and that is dangerous it is dangerous to continue to not take humanity and life seriously because y'all did that with this winter storm y'all didn't take it serious enough and what happened tragedy struck do you want that to happen again texas governor abbott do you want that to be your legacy now, this is just me talking to myself, essentially, right? You're not going to hear this, Governor. I understand. But if anybody is listening that lives in Texas can hear me right now, please wear your mask. Not because you're afraid of getting sick. Not because you're afraid of some virus. Not because uh, the media told you to. But just because there are people. This is true fact. There are people that have been affected by this a great deal. And there are people that are still going to be walking around Texas who have loved ones or they themselves are susceptible to getting sick and dying from this virus. Not all of us are as strong. Not all of our immune systems are ready and equipped to handle this virus. And like we talked about last episode, this virus is mutating, people. This virus is changing. This virus continues to grow. So how do we really know if it's safe? Once again, I'm going to say it like I said it last episode. Let's pray for Texas people. Let's pray for the citizens because this just seems like another moment where the state of Texas and the elected officials in Texas are choosing money and business over the safety of their citizens. And it just doesn't seem right. It didn't work out last time. I really hope it works out this time. Like I said, I understand how many people cannot wait for things to get back to some type of normal because there's money to be made there's there's hustling to do i get it i understand america that's what we built on we're built on working we're built on business we're built on capitalism i understand it but we have to care about humanity people we have to take a break because we have to be here 10 20 30 50 years from now we got to put humanity first people and like i said this virus is mutating think about that think about a virus that mutates right think about what that could mean think of all the sci-fi and horror movies we've seen where a virus mutates right and now people check this out this is this is crazy this is and let me actually first say let me start off by saying this i am sure this is just a joke i'm sure this is just tongue-in-cheek because people have a lot of time on their hands but the cdc the center for disease control and prevention has a blog post that's going crazy right now it is going crazy people this blog post is getting so much attention because it headlines preparedness 101 colon zombie apocalypse yes people this is a how-to guide on the cdc.org website a how-to guide on how to survive a zombie apocalypse it gives you instructions on things to buy in case of apocalypse takes off on ways to kill zombies on ways to avoid zombies on ways to shelter your home food to have in your house it breaks it all down people and like i said i get it i understand that this is a joke people are being funny they're trying to be tongue-in-cheek about it because there are a lot of wild things happening in this world but it does lead me to question what if what if now five or six years ago 
wouldn't even be a conversation. This would be laughable. There would be no what-if scenarios on a zombie apocalypse. But let's think about this for a second, people. Let's really break it down. Like, let's let's talk to you 10 years ago, right? Let's talk to yourself 10 years ago. If you came to the past and talked to yourself and you said, you know what? 10 years from now, Donald Trump will be president of the United States. You say, what? The, the guy from Celebrity Apprentice? Hey, get the hell out of here, man. Stop playing. You joke, man, get out of here. That will never happen. That could never happen is what I would say 10 years ago. I would laugh at the idea. Donald Trump, ha, never. That would never happen. If current me went to past BC and said, you know what? A virus is going to originate in China and it is going to start a global pandemic. Not only is it going to start a global pandemic, it is going to force Billions and billions of people to wear masks everywhere they go. In stores, restaurants will shut down. Sports teams will cancel games. There will be a global pandemic and you will live through it, BC. A virus in China? No way. Get out of there, man. Get out of here and put the liquor down. If you came to BC from 10 years ago and said, a snowstorm would hit the state of Texas and shut off all of its power and people would literally be freezing in their cars, in their homes. I would say stop doing so many drugs, kid. You're wildin', you're bugging out. There is no way that is possible. And people, we have seen all that happen just this year alone. So let me ask you, is a zombie apocalypse really that far-fetched? Is it really that far out of the bounds of reality? I don't know. I don't know. Because like I said, 10 years ago, I would have thought all of the things that we have seen would never happen. But people, they have happened. So, I'm creative. You know, I, I have a, a wild imagination. So, I started thinking, so, what if a zombie apocalypse happened? What if the plot of I Am Legend happened to me? What if I was Will Smith, me and my dogs, and everybody I ever knew, everybody I ever loved, turned into some type of zombie? Well, first thing, I know I have some type of literature to get me through. I don't know if Will Smith had that, but I already have the upper hand because now I have this literature from the CDC that's going to help get me through this, right? So then I thought, damn, what would I do if everybody I loved was a zombie? Not only were they zombies, they were trying to attack me. They were coming for me because I'm the last human, right? I'm the last human on earth. What would I do? Would I be Will Smith? Would I be heroic? Would I spend the rest of my dying days trying to find a cure to save whoever else is out there? Would I look to find other humans and see if anybody else was out there? How would I handle that situation? And I sat and I thought, and I came up with a few things. First thing, no, I would not be heroic. No, I wouldn't. I would not. I would not have thought to try to come up with a cure. One, I'm not a scientist. Two, I just wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't do it. At that point, I'd be pretty much grown. I'm assuming I'd be in my mid-30s, 40s, maybe. I know me. I know me. I would stay my ass in the house. That's the first thing I'm doing. I'm staying in the house. I'm not going hunting. I am not wandering off with my dogs. My dogs are staying in the house. My dogs are staying in a locked room when I leave the crib. I'm going to the grocery store to get food, and then I'm going to the next grocery store when I finish that food. That's a little, I'm doing the little things. But a hero, 
No. Would it be that? Because I've probably already seen some horrific things. I have seen my family members turn into zombies right before my eyes. The people I love. The people I've loved my entire life. I've seen them turn into zombies. And more than likely, if you have seen your family turn into zombies, that means that there was a moment in time where your family was full zombie and they attacked you. They went for you because you're still human. Oh, you're human flesh. They're coming to eat you. So what do you do in that situation? I'll tell you what I do in that situation. I attack. Listen, I don't care if it's my mother. I love my mother. I'm a mama's boy. She's my lady. I love her more than any person on this earth. Mother, if you are a zombie, I am letting you know you are getting as many shots to your head as I have. But, 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 but. You're gone, mom. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're a zombie now. In my mind, you wouldn't want to go out like that anyway. In my mind, you wouldn't want to live and continue to live as a zombie anyway. So you're gone. I wouldn't even think about it. Pop, pop, pop. You're gone. You're out of there, mom. Sis, dad, cousins, all of y'all. You're gone. You guys are gone, and I would not even hesitate to think about it. If I had a machete, I'm slicing and dicing just to save bullets because I don't know how long I'm going to be in this mess. Oh, I'm going to hit y'all with everything. The easiest ways to kill y'all, that's what I'm going to do. I love y'all. It's nothing personal, but you're a zombie now. It's you or me. It's you or me. Clearly, God chose me to be the last human for a reason. Clearly, I'm here for a purpose. Your purpose is done now. You're, you're done. The minute you turn zombie is the minute the Lord said, you know what? You had a nice run. You had a nice run. So in my mind, the minute you turn zombie, the Lord made the decision for me. I'm just here to continue his work and to survive because clearly I'm here for a greater purpose. Sorry. I tell you what, if I turn into a zombie, you have every right to slice me, dice me, shoot me up, do whatever you want to do, people. I don't want to be a zombie. Do whatever you need to do to me. Shoot, take me, cut me up, use my body for science. Try to find a cure. I don't care what you do after I'm a zombie. It's over with. That is all she wrote for me if I turn into a zombie. So, loved ones, if you're listening, if I turn into a zombie, y'all have every right to do whatever the hell y'all need to do with me. Get me out of here, though. Don't let me just walk around and be a zombie. I've seen The Walking Dead. Those people look crazy, and I can't imagine how bad their feet hurt because they're just walking around. They're just walking around. I don't want to do any of that. I'm good, people. I'm fine. I don't need to be a zombie. I have no want to be a zombie. And I want you to know, loved ones, family and friends, if a zombie apocalypse pops off and you start turning into a zombie, I'm more than likely to kill you before you even become a zombie. The minute I see your skin start to turn green or like your teeth start to corrode or like your eyes start to like sink in, oh, it's over. It's done. I'm not even giving you a chance to fully form because you might be too strong at that point. I don't know, but let me let you guys know. I'm sorry. It's nothing personal. I am fighting for my life. And then once everybody's gone, who knows the type of person I will be? Who knows the emotional toll that killing all of my friends and family would take on me? So the last thing I'm probably going to want to do is find a cure, right? Or be optimistic in any way. Let's be realistic here, people. I'm going to have optimism. I'm going to have optimism. I live through a zombie apocalypse. I'm going to be heroic. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to be the Will Smith that was talking to the mannequins all crazy and cooked out. That's going to be me. And you know what? I'm going to have to live with that. But I'll tell you what, at least I'll be alive. At least my family wouldn't have ate me into little bits and pieces. And I know my family wouldn't even want to do that. I know if we all got to heaven and we sat there and they said, dang, you let me eat you. Why would you? What? They'd have an attitude with me like, damn. 
Not only was I a zombie, but I had to be a cannibal too. I had to eat my son. I had to eat my brother. I would never do that to y'all people. So don't take it personal. It's not a crazy thing. And it's not crazy that I had this thought. Okay, it's not crazy that this scenario popped in my mind because people, the CDC has it on their website. So clearly they are trying to get y'all prepared. And now I'm mentally prepared. I'm ready for it. I've already come to terms with what I'm going to do during the zombie apocalypse. And now I've shared it with my OC family. Because like I said, I want to be transparent with y'all. That's what I'm here for. And I know my family listens. And now y'all can sleep peacefully knowing that when shit pop off, BC got y'all. I'm here for y'all. I am here for y'all. I am here to continue my journey and do God's works. Like I said, he chose me to be the last of y'all. And I'll do my best. At least I'll try to. At least I'll try to. Who knows? Like I said, if y'all go full zombie, I might not even be able to kill y'all. So we might all just be zombies together. And maybe that'll be a whole nother world. Maybe we'll all just be zombies. Who knows? I don't know. But what I do know is this is episode 14 of the Out of Character Podcast. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You will call me BC too if you're listening. If you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. Man, it has been a fun show. It's been fun talking to y'all. It sucks the shit we had to talk about with Texas. But damn. We got to get we got to talk about a zombie apocalypse. Only 14 episodes in, people, and we're already talking about zombie apocalypses, people. I think that is so dope, but we got more to get into. We got more to get into, and we have another out-of-character moment for y'all. An out-of-character moment, but really it's not that out-of-character because I feel like stuff like this happens all the time. This video goes viral on TikTok of this young lady that lives in New York City. Now, for those of you all that are not familiar with New York City or the East Coast in general, let me tell you the cost of living is asinine. You will pay thousands and thousands of dollars a month on rent to live in a tiny little studio apartment that will not keep you warm when it inevitably gets to negative degree temperatures because it happens every year in the east coast so you're pretty much paying to live in an igloo of a state yes that is what's going on and it is super expensive right so there's this young lady and she is living in new york city she is in an apartment and she it's winter time right it's winter time right now she notices a draft in her bathroom which doesn't make sense because there's no window in her bathroom. There's no vent in her bathroom. There is nothing that should cause her bathroom to be so cold. And she doesn't understand why. She goes into her bathroom and she can see from the mirror and her phone, she's taking a selfie, that her hair is flowing in the wind. Like there's wind in the bathroom. Her hair is moving. So clearly there's something afoot. Something is going on and this young lady cannot figure out what the hell is going on why is it so cold in her bathroom i'm, I'm gonna let y'all hear a little piece of her video it's like it is mad parts so i'm just let you hear part one and then i'll explain what happened i'm in my new york city apartment and it's cold right obviously it doesn't matter how high the heat goes i'm cold right so i walk into my bathroom right here i feel cold air blowing on me there's not a vent or anything so i feel here and there's cold air coming through this hole so i tape it up i tape it up i don't know why there's cold air coming through here but we're not having it i stand here and look look at that she's standing in a doorway you can see my hair blowing in the cold wind so i start searching i start searching right okay there's a there's a vent up there nothing's coming out there's there's a little bit of air coming out of this light switch but there's not enough air to blow this hard on me you can't see it now look at it they blow in so i start feeling and the air is coming from the mirror. Okay, and I realize the mirror moves. Let me show you what I found in my New York City bathroom. 
so this mirror that she's speaking of is like a vanity on her wall and she continues to show you everything there's like six parts of this video we're not gonna listen to all of them but i'm gonna explain to you what happens so when she takes the mirror off of her wall there is a massive just hole a massive hole that leads to what looks like a whole nother apartment a whole nother apartment so it's just a hole in the wall that leads to another hole that leads to another apartment so what ultimately ends up happening is this young lady decides to crawl into this hole this hole is big enough for this this isn't a little young lady this hole is big enough for her to climb through she skits her whole body through and goes through this apartment and like i said it's a full apartment there's air conditioning left there there's a water bottle there there is who knows it is if it's like somebody is living there right and that's what she feels so she goes through and this looks and this video and she shows different parts of the apartment and this is a full-on apartment and what it leads to people talking about is how that happens in new york city where there will be a hole behind the mirror people will go through the mirror when their people are asleep or away and they'll break into the home they'll break into the home what a way to do a robbery and how would you know this if you are paying rent anywhere you are not going to remove the mirror that is the vanity in the bathroom you're just not going to do things like that so how would you even know unless something crazy like a wind draft came through and you really took the time to sit and examine it so she goes through this hole man she walks through and it looks crazy she doesn't find anybody but it definitely feels lifted it definitely felt like at one point in time there was somebody living there and it was a bathroom as well that hole so it was like two holes that go into two separate bathrooms so imagine if you're just in there brushing your teeth or you're taking a shower or singing you could probably hear everything you could probably hear everything and it wasn't hard for her to take this mirror off the wall people it wasn't hard for her to take this mirror off the wall so she was able to just pop this off so imagine how easy it would be to break into somebody's crib like that oh my goodness and i wanted to share that with you guys because if you guys are living in any type of apartments not just new york check your mirrors check everything people because you can never be too careful and you never know a zombie apocalypse might be afoot a zombie apocalypse might be afoot and if you have a hole behind your mirror you're definitely not going to be safe let me tell you my i am legend fortress that i would have when the zombie apocalypse comes will never have holes anyway let me tell you that shit will be boarded up and honestly i'm probably gonna take like a whole neighborhood too because like there's not gonna be anybody living there so i'm just gonna clear out everything and i'm gonna have the whole block to myself right that's it's gonna be amazing honestly it's not gonna happen so let's let's hope it doesn't happen but if it did happen let me tell you i'd set it up nicely i've gotten pretty good with my hands i'd find a way to build some pretty pretty cool things but like i said i'd be staying indoors most of the time because i do not want to play with any of these zombies people but yes that is our out of character moment i had to share that with you guys because i didn't even know that was a thing but clearly this happens in new york a lot and i'm sure it happens in other big cities so if you're listening if you're listening take the time just go around your crib and make sure there's no random holes there's no random entryways into your spot because if a zombie apocalypse does happen you might not be safe you might have some issues people you might have some issues but one thing that is not an issue is the way we get through these episodes people this is episode 14 episode 14 of the out of character podcast i am your host brian Colbert. my friends call me bc you can call me bc too if you're listening and if you're listening we appreciate you for listening we appreciate you for being here we appreciate y'all for sticking with us through the show we're almost done people we're almost done but before i let you go before i let you go i gotta bring y'all y'all favorite segment 
Yes, the kid's back. Yes, the homie James Meeks is back with another Meeks on the streets for the people. He's here for y'all. We took a couple weeks off, people, so we could get his mind right. But now his mind right, and he is ready to give y'all some more great stories. He knows y'all have missed him. I have missed him. Without further ado, people, Meeks on the streets. Meeks, 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 Meeks. She belongs to the streets. I'm from the streets, bitch. In the streets. I love the game. I love the hustle, man. All right, y'all. It's your boy Meeks on the streets. I know it's been a minute. I know y'all missed your boy. You know what I'm saying? But I'm back with another hot story. You know what I'm saying? This time, you know what I'm saying? This story ain't about you know what I'm saying being a hoe or not, you know, niggas getting caught up in shit. This story is actually about your boy, your host. You know what I'm saying? And the nigga with the trap hat, the pink sweatshirts. Me and I'm saying. So, you know what I'm saying, for those who don't know, who probably forgot, me and Brian used to be roommates, you know what I'm saying, back in the day. Um, but y'all might not also know, this nigga is allergic to fucking everything. I feel like if you look at this nigga wrong, he might fucking catch, break out in hives, nigga. Like, this nigga is the fucking worst. Like, nigga can't eat cheese, dairy. He got dairy allergies. He got fucking peanut allergies. <laughs> nigga got, like, everything allergies, bro. Like, everything. So he was messing with this chick at this time. And I don't know, I honestly have no idea where the fuck they went. I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't know what, where the date was or what have you. She was, um, she cooked. Okay, okay, so she, apparently she cooked. I don't, yeah. she cooked. So, so <laughs> this nigga comes home, it's like 10, like nine, 10, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. And this nigga comes to my room He's like, Meeks, I need you to give me a shot with this EpiPen because I'm having an allergic reaction. And I think I'm dying. The calmest thing I've ever heard in my life. Now, <laughs> mind you, if I'm dying, like I'm I'm breaking in somebody, I'm busting in and I'm like, I'm just like, bro, like I'm dying. Shoot me up. Like, but he's super calm. Man, Meeks, you know, I think I'm having an allergic reaction. I need you to give me a shot with this EpiPen. So I make my way downstairs, and he hands me this. I, for those who also have never seen an epi pen, that shit is big, and that needle is thick as shit. Like, bro, traumatizing. So anyway, we sitting there. It's me, Brian, and our other roommate, Slim. And I'm literally like, Brian, I don't feel comfortable stabbing you. Like, I don't even know where to stab you. Stab you in the heart, stab you in the leg, stab you in the ass. I'm not doing that because that's. I was like, I really don't know what to do. He's like, well, just stab me in my leg. That's where I got stabbed the last time, stabbing my thigh. And I'm just like, all right. And I'm reading the instructions, and it actually does say stab in the thigh. But I'm also just like, I don't want to do this. And my other one <laughs> slim, it's just like, you shouldn't do that. Don't do that. She was like, you don't know what's going to happen. She was like, and then she like, then on top of that, I'm glad it ain't me because I wouldn't be doing that. So it's giving me, honestly, no type of confidence at all to get this job done. So we're sitting, like, honestly, I, I kid you guys not, it's time is ticking. Like, time is ticking. And this nigga Brian is just sitting there wheezing. <sighs> and he finally goes, guys, I'm slowly dying. Can you please just do this? <laughs> And like 30 minutes had like passed. Like time had passed. Only reason I know 30 minutes had passed because the episode of fucking Workaholics we were watching had fucking started and went off. Like a whole episode had restarted. So I know time is fucking just killing, just dying. So I'm like, fuck it, bro. Like, fuck it. All right. So I finally stab him. 
we all screaming in the room. Everyone's fucking just, yeah. And then so it's done. And this nigga Brian goes, all right, I feel good. I'm going to go lay down now. And I go, nigga, shouldn't you go to the hospital? Shouldn't you call someone? Like, shouldn't we, like, do something after this? And he's like, no, I'm okay. So I further read the pen. It says, immediately go to the hospital after the fucking shot injection. And this, I call this nigga, and he goes, oh, okay, I'll call him again. And I'm like, nigga, I'll just take you. It's okay, I'll be fine. Do the whole thing. The most calmest nigga I ever seen in my life to ever have to go through an allergic reaction. Still the funniest story I ever heard in my life. Like I've ever been through. I've never had to stab someone until then. So thank you for Brian for letting me stab you. Thank you for letting that happen. That was a dream come true. If I ever need to stab someone again, I've already did it. You know how it feels. So it's your boy Meeks on the streets with another story. I promise not to keep y'all waiting for another one. Peace out. Ladies and gentlemen, that was my guy, James Meeks, with another installment of Meeks on the Streets, people, our favorite segment on the Out of Character Podcast. This is episode 14 of the Out of Character Podcast. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC, too, if you're listening. And if you're listening, we appreciate you for listening and for always supporting and showing love. Now, let me give y'all a little, let me give y'all my side of that story that Meeks told because it, it was it was actually hilarious to listen to because let me tell you guys in the moment it was a little scary but it is one of the funniest memories we have because just it was just hilarious to think about after the fact of course because I did die luckily I'm still here so I, I I ate pesto or something like that I didn't know that pesto was like almond shaving so this pasta I had had pesto in it right so and a little background like first of all I'm not allergic to everything okay i'm just allergic to a couple of common things so i'm lactose which really isn't even an allergy it's just something that if i eat dairy my stomach gets hurt which i think happens to a lot of people and then i'm allergic to all traces of nuts so that's almonds cashews peanuts pistachios whatever whatever you can think of those type of nuts i'm allergic to so and i've been like this my whole life and i've had plenty of run-ins whether it's at bake sales friends houses where i accidentally ate some type of nut and I got really sick and I had to get a shot or take a pill or go to hospital whatever what have you I'm used to it it's something that's happened so many times so at this point I'm easily early 20s right so I'm, I'm a grown man and I noticed that I'm having a reaction to something and I don't know what's going on because like I said at the time I didn't even know pesto was like almond shaving so I'm just freaking out like what is making me so sick I don't know what's going on I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I, I know certain signs of me like having an allergic, allergic reaction. And sometimes some are a lot smaller than other others. Like if you eat just a little bit, you usually can combat it with like a strong type of allergy medicine, like a Benadryl or something like that. So what I did was I took a couple Benadryl and I said, yo, I'm gonna take a nap. Clearly that, that should work for me because there's, there's nothing I could have ate that really was that heavy in the penis right there's nothing i could have ate so clearly i'm just probably hat bugging out maybe there was a cat nearby something you know the things you tell yourself to calm yourself down to keep you from freaking out so i take my benadryl and i try to go to sleep then i i, I wake up and i start to realize i'm really itchy i'm really really itchy and that's another symptom of what would happen when i have my allergic reactions normally like the my tongue and like my throat and the top of my mouth will itch that'll be like the first sign it's like my mouth is itchy 
and I'm salivating and it's just, it's uncomfortable. I have this nasty taste in my mouth and my mouth won't stop itching. Then that turns into usually I'll break out in the hives. Um, I'll get really itchy. And then the last thing and always is the last thing is my throat will start to close. It starts to get like swollen and it'll start to close and I can't breathe. And then eventually if I don't do anything about it, I'll stop breathing and I'll die. It's usually what happens with people with strong allergies. So I wake up and I'm itchy now. I got these hives on me, I got these little red dots on me. I'm like, damn, man, I'm having an allergic reaction. Something serious is going on. And because Benadryl is so strong, it knocks you out. So I must have been slept for an extended period of time because by the time I woke up, my throat was already at the stage where it was starting to close. And I'm like, shit, damn. But I've been in this situation before, right? And the one thing I do know for a fact is that you cannot panic. That you and the people around you cannot panic because it's only going to make things worse. I do know this, right? So when my guy Meeks describes me as being calm, I promise you I'm not a serial killer. I promise you I do care about my life. It's just that I understand what's at stake. And I also understand that I have gone way past my limit. Everybody that has allergies has this thing called an EpiPen. And an EpiPen is what you're supposed to, it's like an adrenaline shot. You, sh you shoot yourself up with it and it's supposed to save you long enough for you to get to the emergency room and get some real medical attention. So I have an EpiPen in the house, of course. Almost everybody with allergies has it. So I rush upstairs. I lived in the basement at the time. My Meeks and Leah lived upstairs and then um, we had a living room. So I go upstairs where the living room's at and I go into the kitchen and I get my EpiPen. And like I said, I've noticed that I'm pretty far gone. Like I said, I, I can't really breathe. I'm itchy. I feel like poop. But I know I have to get upstairs to Meeks and Slim and get some help. So I tell them what's going on, like Meeks said, right? I'm like, hey, guys, listen. I need you guys. Listen, I know this is going to sound wild. Because this is my homies. You know what I'm saying? We all chill. We in college. So you know we all on some other type time right i'm like listen y'all i know it's gonna sound crazy but i really need y'all to stab me with this let's go downstairs let's go to the living room so we go down to the stairs we go to the living room and like i said this is all within that 30 minutes that me spoke about and so this is me my side of it you know i'm watching them have this conversation so i tell them i kind of break down what's going on listen you guys have to punch puncture me with this i don't know where it goes and like I'm, i know where it goes but i'm I, I have very few words right i am choosing my words very wisely because i know that every breath is acne right but like i said i don't want them to be alarmed i don't want them to be scared i need this to go as smoothly as possible because i really don't know how much time i have left like i said every moment i am noticing my throat is closing it is getting hard for me to breathe it is getting hard for me to continue living right it's every breath is agony but i'm watching two very my best friends two of my closest friends my roommates people i've spent so much time with and i am watching them fumble around with this thing they're trying to read the little letters on the epipen they've never been in this situation before none of their loved ones have ever had an allergy as severe as mine to where they've ever needed to see an epipen before and they're freaking out and let me tell y'all the reason why i was wheezing is because i was laughing i could not stop laughing at my two friends literally stressed out stressed out about saving my life because that's a good thing people honestly i would have been a little alarmed if i was like hey stab me with this and they just took it and just did it because that means they was just waiting waiting to stab me they couldn't wait to do it but they were genuinely concerned and like i said 30 minutes went by they read it they googled things they googled how to do it they googled if they had to do it they argued about who was going to do it all of this well i am just sitting back in my chair in my couch just slowly fading away to the point where it got so bad to where I felt like I was taking my last breath. 
Well, I'm like, listen, guys, I have nothing left. And I just want to say, I said, guys, listen, listen. This has been entertaining, to say the least. But, guys, you got to pull it together. I'm dying. That's why I said, I said, guys, I'm dying. I, I, I need this to happen. And sure enough, my guy Meeks was brave enough and he bam, he stabbed that thing right in my thigh. And I felt better immediately. Now, me being a hard hit, I hate going to hospitals. I hate dealing with that kind of stuff because I had to deal with it so much with other ailments as well. Like he said, I just wanted to go lay down. But luckily, they talked me into it. I went to the hospital, I got treatment. And honestly, that's the last time I've had a crazy outbreak. But it was just such a funny story because, yes, I was on my deathbed. Yes, it could have went tragically wrong, but it didn't. And it was so funny because I was like, dude, what if I was a fly on the wall? What if I was somebody witnessing these three individuals going through this moment right now? Such a tragic, crazy moment, but it's just full of chaos. You got one guy dying and laughing while he's dying. While you have two friends that are so stressed out about saving their friend's life that they don't realize they're actually killing him while taking so long to just give him a damn shot. So it was so funny. I'm glad Meek shared that story because I, I just had to give y'all my side of it because it was one of the funniest moments we've ever had. I'm so glad he shared it with y'all because, man, that story was nuts. And thank goodness I haven't had any other issues. And hopefully now, you know, if they have kids in the future, something like that, and they have allergies, now they know what to do. Now they know how to proceed in the future. And people... We are here. We are at the end of the world. We are at the final stop of episode 14 of the Out of Character Podcast. But before we go, before we go, we have to shout out our sponsors. We have to shout out the great people at Audible because the great people at Audible are offering all of our Out of Character listeners and viewers a chance at a free month of their premium subscription, people. That's right. A free month of Audible's premium subscription you can listen to podcasts you can listen to audiobooks you can listen to memoirs you can listen to motivational speeches you can even listen to therapeutic sounds that'll help you fall asleep and relax and get through the day all of this can be downloaded and shared throughout all of your devices all of this can be downloaded and watched read and listened to offline with Audible's premium service, people. So all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash T-H-E-O-O-C-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That is audibletrial.com slash the out of character podcast, the O-O-C podcast. I'm going to give it to you one more time. That's audibletrial.com slash T-H-E-O-O-C-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That is audibletrial.com slash the O-O-C podcast, people. Go to that link and get your free month subscription, people. We all love free stuff. And let me tell you you guys i love audible the people at audible have been so great to us out of character so please go get your free month enjoy it let me know how it is man and i will talk about it on the show people we are here we are at the end of the road this is the end of episode 14 i am your host brian colbert my friends call me bc you can call me bc too if you're listening and we appreciate you for listening thank you guys so much for being with us on this journey we hope to continue to give you guys great stories great content we hope to continue to make you guys laugh we hope to continue to inspire anybody and everybody that touches any piece of content that out of character has to offer people and remember stay vigilant keep your head held high stay strong don't let the world intimidate you don't let the world get you down people so much has happened to me in this past few days and everything has been a reminder to me about god's timing so i want to talk to you guys about that real quick before i let you go because you know i like to give a little bit of inspiration at the end of the show so much in life do we 
plan things? Do we rush things? Do we try? Even when we're little kids, right? We can't wait to get older. We can't wait to be a teenager. Then we can't wait to turn 18. Then we can't wait to turn 21. Then we can't wait to turn 25. Then we can't wait to turn 30. There's all these things. We're always in a rush. We're always trying to get after it. And a lot of times we forget that it's not, it's not these clocks that we living off of. It's not our watches. It's not our phones. That time is not what we're living off of. We're all living off of God's timing. Whether you want to believe it or not, God's timing is everything. And I promise you, people, it is always on time. So if you're ever in a moment where you feel like you're running out of time, where you don't understand why you haven't been able to accomplish the things that you have set out to do, why these big dreams and goals that you have been praying for every single day of your existence, why they haven't happened yet? Why not now? Why not now? Why is this person getting this? Why is this person getting this? Why is this happening to this person? Why is everybody getting blessed but me? We've all been there. We've all asked ourselves that. In times like that, if you are listening to me right now, I want you to take solace in the fact that you can know that I know that we all know that God's timing is everything and God is always on time, people. Patience is key in this life. Don't give up. Keep fighting. Keep going because that minute you're ready to quit, that minute you're ready to give up might be the following minute. That was your blessing. You gave up right before you hit, you struck that gold mine, people. You gave up right before you struck that gold mine. You gave up right before you were able to accomplish the thing you've been dreaming of your whole life. So don't give up, people. Trust God's timing. And that's going to help you. If you trust God's timing, I promise you it'll help you not give up. Because you are going to know that everything that is owed to you is coming to you at the time God has for you. And I promise you, when that time comes, you're going to be ready to receive it. You are going to be wise enough to receive it. You are going to be humble enough to receive it. And you are going to be hungry enough to continue to make that blessing even bigger than you could have ever dreamed of. To continue working on those blessings, continue manifesting those dreams. That timing is really going to be everything to y'all people. Now, I wouldn't tell y'all this if I didn't believe it. I wouldn't tell y'all this if this wasn't going on in my life, people. So God told me to talk to y'all today and let y'all know, trust and believe in his timing. Have patience. Pray, keep your faith, and also never give up. Never give up because like I said, people, God's timing is everything and your time is coming, people. Your blessing is coming. The great things that you have set out to do are on the horizon, people. So just continue, have patience, and believe in God's timing, people. This is the Out of Character Podcast, episode 14. My name is Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC, too, if you're listening. And we appreciate you for listening. If you out there, if you're struggling, keep your head up high. Trust God's timing. And God bless.